Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Help! I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Jared here with Dawson, who's sitting in my lap while Mama's in the other room. That's right. Say hello, Dawson. Okay, good talk, bro. Dean, how the hell are you? Hey. Hey, Dawson. Uh, good, man. How are you? Good. How was your engagement party? I'm so sorry we couldn't make it. Yeah, um, I got a bone to pick with you. Hunter, sorry. I just got to pick a bone with Jared real quick. Um, oh, pick a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Engagement party was good. It was beautiful. Kaylin crushed it. The wedding planners uh, and event planners all did a really, really good job. Um, we were just two people short. You know, we budgeted for two more people, and we didn't have the the the, the consumption needed to, I guess, uh, to consume all the things. Even Dawson's getting a little upset about it. Good boy, Dawson. Um, He's giving me shit for not going to the engagement party. So it was good, other than those few things, you know. Let me tell you exactly why we couldn't go. So we weren't planning mm. on, on the podcast. You were like, do we even invite you? We weren't sure. And I was like, well, invite us. And we probably just won't I be shouldn't have invited go. you. That's my biggest mistake in life. Is biggest re- mistake is was inviting us. <laughs> what happened was, so we weren't planning. We we're in LA later this month for work. So we were like, okay, well, we can't go back and forth, especially with Dawson. It's just impossible. Nick called us like, I don't know, two weeks ago, I guess. Two and a half weeks ago. About a week and a half before he proposed. And he goes, uh, I'm proposing to Natalie and we're having, I'm proposing and then we're going to go back to the house and I want people like friend, close friends and family there to be like, surprise, it's a get together. We're so happy for you, blah, 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 blah. And in his most Nick way goes, well, <laughs> I, I wish I could mimic Nick. He goes, listen, it would, it would mean a lot to me if, if you guys just sucked it up in game. And we're like, <sighs> how do we like. Because all we, because I know that we could probably logistically make it work if we just suck it up and go. And I was so like, I was like, well, if it means that much to you, I was like, we'll definitely try. And he's like, well, it would mean a lot to me if you were there. And I'm like, all right, cool. So then we're like, okay, how do we make this work? And then it was that Thursday, January 12th. And your engagement party was Saturday, January 14th. And it was like, let's see if we can just make it, seeing how we'll be in LA, we should try to go to both. The problem came your engagement party was three to seven on Saturday. There are no flights 
later than about like one or two o'clock out of Los Angeles to the East Coast because of the time change. Because if you leave, you're if you leave at two o'clock, it's a six hour, about five, let's say five and a half hours plus three hours. So it's eight and a half hours. So you don't get back till about midnight. So that's why there's no flights unless we took a red eye. But even then we went back till Sunday. So we were like, okay, either we fly, go to Nick's, fly in Thursday, fly out Friday because her parents have to watch Dawson. And we felt terrible leaving him there for three nights compared to one night. Because it's much easier being like, listen, we're just going to drop him off for one night. We'll be back tomorrow. Just got to get through this one night. Because he's not sleeping through the night. You know, he's still a lot. And they're in their 60s. So I don't want to put too much on him. And they've watched him so much. I, f- I know she doesn't give a crap. I give a crap because I feel terrible. Because I feel like I'm pawning off my kid to someone. You know, and I always feel bad about that. See, Hunter, there we go. So long story short... It was like we either go for just Thursday, go to Nick's, and then come directly back, or we do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come back on Sunday, which means they'd have Dawson for four days, three nights. And it was just like, <sighs> let's just go for the one night. Dean will hate us. But like, we know that, like, the way Nick phrased it, and we just knew how much it would mean to Nick if we were there. And it was like, we just got to go. We got to go. And then, of course, when we were there, we were glad we went because he he saw it. Like, as soon as he walked in, he came up to us, gave us like a big hug and kiss and was like, I can't tell you how much it means that we're you guys are here. And I was like, well, God damn it. There we go. Plus, yours was an engagement party. His was like the proposal. So I was like, mm. it's kind of like a wedding almost. I don't know what to do. So we had a lot of back and forth that it was not easy. We wanted to go to the engagement party and we're so sorry and we suck. It's cool, man. I just, uh, you know, now I see where I rank uh, in your friendship between. Oh, Nick here and I. we go. Here we right. go. It's it is what it is. It's OK. It's just, you know, just a little sad to, you know, so you always know in the back of your head, but it's always just a little saddening to really see it. This is not a ranking. Right in front of if you. you if you called, if it was the complete opposite and Nick was like, hey, we have an engagement party. If you can make it great, if you can't like not a big deal. And then you called and you were like, hey, I'm proposing to Kaylin. We're having like a little get together. It would mean a lot to me if you guys could really try to suck it up and come. And it was like, all right, well, obviously Dean wants us there more than Nick does because Nick's just like get together, which is great and wonderful and fantastic. And we want to be there to support because we love you guys. But it's like I equated it because a couple of years ago I got invited to Carly and Evan's wedding and it was the same day as my buddy's bachelor party. And I was like, oh, no. So I was either going to miss Colin Evans' wedding or I was going to miss his bachelor party. And so I was like, well, a wedding takes precedent over a bachelor party because we can like go get drinks another time. And I know he only has one, but like, it's like you just got to pick and choose and it sucks because you love them both. And so I went to the wedding and my buddy still has never forgiven me. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember my bachelor party you didn't go to. And I'm like, bro, I had a wedding. <laughs> they ended up getting Carly, divorced too. And now yeah, Carly never got divorced. So maybe it was just a big waste of time. Um, all right. Well, I'm am going to hold this over your head for the rest of eternity. I As you well am, should. I am sad that you guys didn't make it. I'm especially sad that you guys didn't make it and you were in L.A. the same weekend. But I do understand the I days. Know. The days are long and you had your baby to get back to. All it's those just things. Dawson. I those things. That's really because if it was if it wasn't for Dawson, of course, we would have been there. We'd be like, oh, we'll just go. and We'll stay for a few nights. But we had a baby friendly party, though. We had everything a baby possibly could need. And you so, guys don't. You guys wouldn't know that because you weren't there. So we were not going to bring Dawson. That was the thing because we're flying cross country with him later this month. And the idea of flying cross country with him in the first place, as you can hear in the background, is already like just trying to like get mentally prepared for that. And the idea of doing it twice in the matter of two and a half weeks, dude, I would have. 
it would have taken a lot. Let me tell you. It's that. okay. It makes me sad. I'm gonna hold it over the head for your head Aww, for the rest of eternity. Oh, well, I'm sorry, dude. We love you guys, and like, God damn it, I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to so hear. It. I don't want to hear this pandering. I don't want to hear it. I do want to say though, um, I do feel bad because we have had our co-host sitting in the wings this entire time as we've been airing out our dirty laundry with each other. Um, you guys know her from. I know you from the last Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise season eight. I think it was right. Her mm-hmm. name is. And I hope I say the last name right. Hunter Hag. 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 Hunter Hag. A little bit and better than Hag. It's definitely better than Hag. Um, <laughs> you never, you never know. Last names are weird these days. Not these you days. They're always been weird. But and especially living in the South, people don't even say my first name right. So it's always Hunter Hag. Hunter I'm like, Hag. wow, what what a lovely name, Hunter Hag. I Wait, how cool. did they say your first name? It's they say Hunter with no T. Hunter. 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 Oh. Hunter. 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 So you were on, Hunter, you were on Clayton season, and then you were on Bachelor in Paradise season eight. Briefly, yes. Most famously known for IBS, right? That, yeah, that seems to be the case, for sure. Maybe not most famously, but that's what I remember. Yeah, I love that for me. Kicked off the the whole season sitting on the toilet. So that was you, that was a good moment for me. But you want to know why I liked it so much? Because for the first time on reality television, in my experience, I got to watch people talk about poop in the way that like, you know, people talk about it regularly, but you never talk about it on television. So it was nice to see. It was refreshing. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a way to to look at it definitely the bright side of it for sure so but yeah i'm super super open with ibs you kind of have to be if you have it you know like Mm -hmm. you're gonna eventually have to be like y'all i gotta excuse myself real quick so you just gotta put it out there and then nobody you know is kind of like oh what's what's happening what i tell ashley is anytime she knows like if i say hey i gotta go to the bathroom that means i have to pee and if i say hey i have to use the restroom she knows up that's a poop that's oh. like my telltale sign. Mm. I don't know why. I started, I she called me out at one time. She's like, you know, every time you say you, you say you have to use the restroom, it's poop. And every time you say you have to use the bathroom, it's pee. And I'm like, you know, huh? I would think that would be opposite because I have to use the restroom so proper. So like mm-hmm. proper equals poop for you. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I, I think probably Dean can attest to this. Like as a guy, poop time is like very, um, sacred. it's important. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is sacred. Like it is the time where I close the door I literally most of the time when I have to go to the back, go to the restroom, I'll close the door and there'll be an audible like, <sighs> and then I do my thing and it's like a great forty five minutes. <laughs> Not the sigh. Not the sigh, Hunter. I've got a question for you. How much do you hate talking about this? <laughs> um, on a scale of one to ten, I think I'm like at a five. You know, mm. a healthy like you're five. used to it. You don't like it, but you're. You- you are okay talking used about to it. it it's kind of my personality now so you know was it but is that from the show that that became a thing or was it like amongst your friend group everyone i don't know knew so my knew. friends knew about it i've uh-huh. i was diagnosed when i was like seven years old so this has been something that everybody knows about but i did not talk about it to the extent mm. in which i did on the show but because if you rewind back to Clayton season, we were in Toronto and we did um, a roast and Marlena had roasted me about um, how IBS matches my shitty personality. So I guess we uh, took that. I mean, that's a pretty good roast. 
It was good. It was it's good pretty one. good. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely good. I got a lot of good roasts that day, so against me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel like if I was in a roast, people would crush me. <laughs> yeah. It would not Easy be a targets. good day for me. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot to roast about me. Yeah, um, I I could definitely roast a bunch of things about you, Jared, like how you don't come <laughs> to your friend's engagement party, but you fly out Obviously. for your other friend's engagement party. <laughs> At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
Okay, cool. So, so we won't talk about IBS anymore, Hunter, just for your own sanity. Um, I want to know, how did you, how did you get on the show in the first place? I was, okay. So actually to back it up a little bit, I was a character performer at Walt Disney World and I had already thought about potentially applying for the show at one point because I was in a relationship for seven years. I was cheated on. And then I was like, oh, what if I go and find love on The Bachelor? Um, Which is funny because I didn't even watch the show up until Colton's season of The Bachelor. Hmm. um, And that's the only season I really watched. So after COVID happened, I was laid off from Disney and all my friends were with me and they were like, we're all going to nominate you to go on The Bachelor because now you don't have that conflict of interest. I couldn't work at Disney and go oh, on The Bachelor. So, um, yeah, they took it upon themselves to nominate me and I got a call. I think I want to say it was like March or April. It was months after the fact. And I almost didn't answer. I don't usually answer random phone calls, but I did. And they were like, hey, this is so-and-so from Bachelor Casting. Hmm. I was like, are you serious? Like, this is actually, like, somebody actually reached out to me. This is crazy. But, yeah, so that's how I ended up on the show. And the rest is history. Yeah, I just kept getting through each round. And I was like, how is this happening? How am I still around? Every single time I was like, oh, I blew that. (laughs) But, yeah, somehow. That's that's kind of how it went for me, too, I feel like. I was like, I can't believe they still want to continue on with me. But here we are. Um, Jared, if you had to guess what character Hunter would play at a Disney park, what? Well, unfortunately, I already know this. Oh, you do? It was was in the rundown. You were Belle. I was. Yes. Yes. I was another one, though. You were Belle. I would pick you more as a Cinderella because you have blonde hair. I agree. We wear wigs. Oh, I see. We wear wigs and colored contacts. So I was Belle (laughs) from Beauty and the Beast and then Rapunzel from Tangled. So I Mm. wore obviously a very long wig for Rapunzel and green colored contacts. Did you have to, do you have to sing while working at Disney playing bell? No, oh, I God, no, <laughs> no, I'm not a singer. Um, you did have to improv and act and do all these things. You had to use her voice and have her mannerisms. You'd go through this extensive character training um, and basically learn how to be that character through and through. So that's all I did, but I did uh, the castle show, and I was Rapunzel on that, and we would lip sync. Aha. Hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah. what is it? Are there any secrets of working at Disney? Oh, there are tons of them. What do you want to know? <laughs> Everything an and anything? tunnel. Yeah, so there is an... So I have heard that the characters have to use these underground tunnels, and you are only allowed to be out of character when you're not being seen by anybody, which is why you guys go in these tunnels, because you don't want to like be walking out of the park as bell like uh, not that you smoke but like i envision like these workers just like smoking a cigarette and telling everybody to go straight to hell if a kid <laughs> runs up to them because they're trying to get to the car and go get a drink yeah so we actually have a full transportation system that gets us to uh, from the parking lot the cast parking lot to the tunnels of magic kingdom and so you're underground the entire time up until you go on what we say on stage um mm-hmm. and that's for any employee that works there because they don't want to see somebody from tomorrowland over in Frontierland because it disrupts the whole idea of what Walt Disney had with everything being separate and being in this like alter universe. So yeah, it's not just character performers, but when we're downstairs in the tunnel um, and it's very, it's huge. It's huge. We have like a subway down there. We have, it's called the Mouseketeria. (laughs) So we (laughs) can like go eat there. Um, There are vehicles that drive through there. So it's very large, but 
um, yeah, we stayed on there until we go up and then we can do meet and greets or shows. And then, yeah, you can't break character ever, 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 ever. Like, even hmm. if something crazy happens in front of you, like I saw this man tackle somebody else in front of me and I just had to be like, oh, uh, I need to go see Lumiere. No way. <laughs> You're like, gotta go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I have a, a couple of friends who also were perf, uh, performers, I guess, for Disney. Uh, uh-huh. They played like Silver Mist and the other one was oh. Mulan. So they they always raved about how like transformative it was. It's it's so interesting to hear because they like absolutely like they love their jobs, you know, and like yeah. then they would get like these full time jobs where they would like, you know, their careers, but then they would still come back and do this occasionally and like just rave about it and it's crazy like the culture that they're able to create yeah yeah I actually did that too I moved back to Charlotte North Carolina and started my job in HR and was still going seasonal so I would spend my vacation Hmm. time for my corporate job to then go back to Disney World and go that's crazy there yeah yeah it's pretty cool do you still do that or no, no, because I was laid off. And honestly, mm. I'm getting a little up there. You know, I just turned 30, so I Oh don't yeah, you're I so old. Really... Get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, when you're portraying a character that's like 17 years old, like hmm. you start I know, which is a little crazy when you think about these Disney characters, they're all like I think Jasmine is like 14 in Aladdin. It's something kooky crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, I I want to say she's 16, Snow White's 14. Um, but then like Elsa and Anna and the ones that are, uh, more recent, they're getting older. So they're 18, as they well should 20. Yeah, exactly. It's creepy. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very weird. They're all getting, cause I always envision like all these princesses, like in their twenties. That's what I always imagine. But as I get older and then you hear these stories of like, no, like you said, Snow White's 15 or whatever. And Jasmine's 16. And you're like, wait a minute. So you're telling me Jafar this creepy, creepy old man was hitting on a 16-year-old and wanted to marry her. This and is weird. And she, in return, seduced him. It's it's very weird. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really just, like, makes <laughs> me feel uncomfortable. Uh, so another <laughs> secret that I've heard from Disney, and I don't know if it's true or not, and I don't even know if you would have knowledge of this, but I've heard that there is a cat farm that Disney has. Have you heard of this? A cat farm? A cat farm. Where Disney... So this is the story that I've heard. That... There's potentially a cat farm that Disney owns where they raise these cats. And these cats are trained to go into the Mm. park at night and kill all the mice that are in the Disney (laughs) park. Because obviously there is, I would imagine, some sort of infestation of mice throughout the Disney parks. Because think of how much food there is on the ground. Like, how could there not be mice that get in there and try to eat this food? So I've heard that Disney, in trying to counteract this raise these cats, bred these cats, and their sole purpose was to be trained to go into the park after hours, kill all the mice, and come back at sunrise before the park opens. Do you have any knowledge of this? Of whether it's true or not? I have heard this, and that is not true because we would do overnight. (laughs) I know. We would do overnight rehearsals uh, when the park's closed for, you know, just a couple hours. And I saw no cats there. So well, that's disappointing because it's so inventive and creative. Maybe they don't send the cats out on the nights you guys are doing rehearsals. Maybe they yeah. keep it even Maybe more secret like than that. Maybe they're like super, super secret. Yeah. It's a hush, hush, hush like kitty cat clan. Up there with Walt's dead body being in the tunnels too. So lots oh, of, I haven't um, heard that one. Lots of lore. Yeah. Let's hear that one. 
that's it. That's just what it is. Apparently he's stored somewhere frozen because he said if technology or science advances enough to bring him back, mm. he would like to come back. So apparently his body's frozen. I kind of believe it a little bit. Do I believe the location of him? No, mm. but I do kind of believe that he was, you know, he has a pretty big imagination. So I could see it. I could see it. But what is true, this is wild. So there is something that we called, I think it's code grandpa, code grandma, (laughs) something like that. Um, A lot of people will bring uh, their loved one's ashes and try Hmm. to spread them in parks. Okay. And uh, specifically on Haunted Mansion's ride a lot. So uh, they have to stop the ride and go clean up the ashes because ashes apparently glow in the dark. So, whoa. Grandpa. whoa. Yeah. How can ashes glow in the dark? Is that some sort of Disney technology? Honestly, don't quote me on that because I might sound really stupid, but that's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> what do you so, mean Disney technology, Jared? Well, like how could ashes glow in the dark unless you're using some sort of like specific black light, black light to show yeah. that, sure. oh, this is... Yeah, but even like, will a black light show ashes of human being? I thought a black light was more of, it does? I think it does. Yeah, that's what I was told. Because like, okay, not to like go down like a a, uh, disgusting path, but obviously when I think of a black light, of people using a black light, I I think of like these TV shows that used for like either blood or semen, you know, like all these stains. (laughs) I've never thought of it of being able to detect. Like true crime exactly not like human particles yeah uh well i know that's true because i know for a fact that a family member of mine who passed away she spread it's like my aunt she spread her husband's ashes in disney somewhere i don't remember where not on a ride like in water somewhere okay at disney well hey so she was a big disney fan they were it was like their place that they'd always go to so that's why he said he wanted his ashes spread over disney Love that. I, I mean, that. I support it. Them. I support it. Haunted Mansion's a little bit weird, but uh, definitely support it. <laughs> it would be weird to be on a ride and just get a face full of uh, cremated remains. Could you, you know? imagine? And you probably wouldn't even know. You'd be like, what was you that? Wouldn't... Just like brush yeah. it off. And you Ugh. still have remains on your face. <clears throat> so I'm looking up more Disney rumors, and these are fascinating. And I need to know if you've heard of any of these. Okay, ready? I'll shoot them off. Okay, fast. let's go. If you shout... Andy's coming in the Toy Story Land. All the characters will freeze. Mm. Uh, that used to be true. Um, they used to fly around because if you said Andy's coming, they had to pretend like they were toys. That's actually mm. not um, allowed anymore because we're actually not supposed to get on the ground at all if you're in what's called a sculpted character. Um, mm. Like I was Chippendale. And you have to like <laughs> <That's> learn <awesome. laughs> on top of being a princess. That's what you're trained in first. So you're not allowed to like eat in them. You're not allowed to get on the ground. So yeah, no, false now. But what's true? Uh, there's a secret hidden suite in the Cinderella castle. True. What? Yeah, I don't think it's that secret, but I will oh. say it's like it's booked out years and years and years and years. And it's typically only for celebrities or if you win some type of giveaway. <clears throat> hmm. oh, it's I awesome. Try to, I got to try to book this. I mean, I'm not a celebrity and I don't probably have that kind of money, but we can figure this out. You can't go uh, more than 30 steps between trash cans. Correct. Wow. Hmm. Dude, Disney's the best. Those are the best. Those are the big ones right there. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, like I just, I love Disney. I'm always like enamored by Disney and what they're able to pull off. And like, I don't know. 
I know they're like a lot of people hate on Disney right now for world things, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Big Disney guy. Not going to lie. Big Disney guy. Yeah, I know. I do. I do love. I do love Disney. I, I think a lot of people think that I'm a Disney adult though because I worked there and I'm like, no, nah, I just wanted to be a character performer, which there's nothing so, wrong yeah. with being a Disney adult. But so, yeah. How did you become a character performer? Like, did you apply for this? Did, did you want to, Were you in acting? Uh, no, Ooh, no, 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 not an actress at all. But, uh, I went to Disney when I was younger and one of the characters, which now I know this was really against character integrity, but, uh, she said that I looked like Belle and I should come back when I'm older, um, <laughs> which is actually true. It looked like Belle at the time could have been my older sister or my mother. Cause I was like nine or so nine mm-hmm. or 11. And, um, yeah, so I that stuck in my head, and I was like, I got to do it. I just have to. And that was kind of a vacation spot for my family and me, so. What it, character told you this? Aurora, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, wow. So, like, this woman who played Sleeping Beauty has no idea how much of an impact she had on your life. Oh, she does now. We found each other. What? How'd you find each other? <laughs> was she was still working at Disney? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, but <laughs> I found the bell that I met that day and I found the Aurora. Um, hmm. and we found each other because we have a secret princess group. Dude, Disney. I love Disney so much. <laughs> <laughs> I sound so weird right now. You don't. You sound, um, this is like the coolest podcast <laughs> we've ever done. But yeah, so we found each other. It's really cool. It, it, it includes like anybody that was a princess, like however long ago it includes people on Disney Cruise Line uh tokyo disney shanghai so have you talked to tenley because tenley was a disney princess tenley from bachelor i don't know if you remember she was um tenley oh she's married now mose mosley do you know anything about this no i actually don't but Susie was also a disney princess hmm. Susie evans that makes sense At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. 
He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. I got to ask though. So how did you reach out to the group asking that question about if that person was there, the person that inspired you? So I had a picture with her. Mm. Um, So I pulled those from the archives of my family's printed photos and took a picture of it. And I said, does anybody know this Aurora? Because she changed my life. (laughs) That's so sweet. And yeah, it was really cool. So I'm going to hold up a picture of Tenley. Any recognition? Do you recognize? I don't. But do you oh, know what well, character she, she was? She looks like a She Cinderella. was Little Mermaid. Oh, she was an Ariel. But uh, she was Ariel. Yeah, uh, I think she was Ariel in Japan, though. So Okay, so she probably did a lot of characters. When you do it, um, when you're a character performer in Japan, you get a whole string of characters. It's super cool. I only got to do two here hmm. in Florida. So when you see pictures of people with other princesses, do you ever think that it might be you? Because that's like you said you took this picture with um, which which princess was it again? When you were uh, a kid? Aurora. Sleeping Beauty. Aurora. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So but now, like, how does that Aurora know that it was them? Because I imagine when your hair is up in the in the wig and you got all the makeup on we and all the costume. Look the same. Not yeah. the same, but like close enough to where. Mm-hmm. You no, know. it is. It's honestly kind of hard sometimes. I actually took a screenshot of a picture that I thought was me for the longest time, and somebody was like, "Hunter, that's actually not you in the slightest." And it was like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, good thing I didn't post that on my Instagram so to funny. be like, yeah." But um, but I feel like you can pretty much tell. I mean, I still looked the same, but just mm. different, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, we are casted to look the same. Right. So I, it's very possible that you would sometimes be like, oh, is is that me or is that my friend Lacey or is that my friend Stacy? Like, you don't know. <laughs> There's, There's a Lacey a, and Stacy. There, there and is the, actually and a Lacey and, and a Stacey. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It's the same with my brothers. I feel like I'll go through like old photo albums and I'll be like, is that me or is that Ross? Because I absolutely yeah. have no idea. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to pull up. Like, this is me as Belle. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. You're unrecognizable. That looks like the, uh, like a, a clip from Belle. Like, yeah. Very legitimate. <laughs> and then I have Rapunzel. Oh, very nice. Which one That's did you cool. prefer? Did you like one more than the other? Belle, a thousand percent. Rapunzel, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Tangled. It's actually a really good movie, but Rapunzel is super excitable and just like crazy energy and always just like happy, I guess. I don't know. That sounds mm. so bad. Um, and I just am not that excitable um, to her level. So mm. it was exhausting being Rapunzel, whereas for Belle, it was a lot more just like lax and people were a lot more respectful of Belle for whatever reason. I think maybe because mm. she wears a big dress. So people understood um, like spatial awareness a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so other because Rapunzel, she has like nothing. It's literally like just a straight dress. So people would get all over you and pull on her hair and all that kind of stuff. So. Oh, geez. Definitely like yeah. Belle well, better. Well, yeah. you're, you're, I'm sure in 30 years, you're going to get a picture from a kid and say, Hey, you inspired me to do this. Maybe not 30, maybe oh, like yeah. 20. Oh, that'd be amazing if I did. Yeah. And mission accomplished. Um, all right. I want to pivot real quick away from Disney and princesses. Although that was very illuminating. Thank you very much for sharing all of that with us. Um, I want to talk about your time on paradise. So okay. we saw you this past season, season eight of paradise. And I just want to hear about your experience on the beach down there. Because yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my first impressions. Um, I I didn't I don't I don't think I watched Clayton season to be honest, but I watched Paradise and the full because you were part of the first group of people, right? Yes. And I I honestly was like I think the only person that I would get along with down there, guys or girls, would be Hunter. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. Wow. That's and that's, that's why shocking. I was. I was so sad when you left so early because I was like, that's like the one person that I like was kind of getting along with here, you know? Yeah. No, I, I was sad too, for sure. It was super <laughs> short-lived. <laughs> I was like ready to go too. I was like, man, this is what I'm going to wear on my date. And like, this is what I'm going to do here and there. But yeah, no. Um, I I still had a good experience just because I was with my friends. And mm -hmm. I mean, as you guys know, that's pretty much the best part of everything. Um, is being able to spend time with, with the people that you love. But, um, yeah, I walked down, I, I was immediately drawn to Johnny because he wasn't really talking to anybody, not really giving people the time of day. So of course, knowing me, I'm like, oh, perfect. Um, yeah. I'll go <laughs> like, after the one that doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Like red flags. <laughs> oh, perfect to me. Um, so yeah, I started talking to him and we just had great conversation and just kind of hit it off. Um, and I really was comfortable with our relationship. I mean, you even see me talking about it. Like, you know, Victoria came in and kind of swept him away very, very last minute. We're talking like super, super last minute right before the mm -hmm. rose ceremony. And, um, I even still had a little bit of confidence that I was like, you know, Victoria Fuller is something else. She's ser like something serious. She's beautiful, has a great personality, but I was like, but I've been talking to Johnny for the past week. And I feel like we have a strong connection. So I was definitely blindsided. And that was the part that was most upsetting to me, just because I didn't even get to have a conversation with him about it. Hmm. That sucks. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. But I mean, 
I had high hopes for it and I was ready to find somebody, but. Was there anybody that you were hoping either that was there uh, that you wanted to talk to or somebody that you're hoping would have been there that wasn't there when you were there? Um, so I was hoping that I would get to meet Rick. Um, Rick. A lot of mm. Rick Leach. I think it's his I'm last looking name. him up right now. What season is he on? I remember Rick. He's kind of like an older, good looking guy, right? I don't know how old he is. Maybe not older, but he's I really don't know much about I oh, didn't Rick really, Leach, here we go. Yeah, I didn't really do like a lot of like studying going into Paradise because I really wanted a, a fresh slate with everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was mostly excited to meet Rachel and Gabby's guys, um, which is kind of weird because I'm really good friends with Rachel and Gabby. So it's like this is gonna it's gonna be a little strange, like mm-hmm. taking in taking in their guys. Yeah, they're but, ex-boyfriends. Yeah, exactly. Um <clears throat> But those were definitely the people I was most excited about because I just didn't have any idea who they were, anything about them. Um, but there were other people there that I wanted to meet, like Justin Glaze. Um, so I was excited to see him there. Um, but he was already coupled up with Genevieve by the time that I even walked down on the beach. I think I was one of the last girls to walk down on the beach. So, Justin, have you? Huh? Yeah. Have you reached out <laughs> like to anyone? Justin post filming that you had interest in like uh like you said rick right have you reached out to him at all and said anything um i just had reached i i did a little dm um and had said that i wish that i had gotten to meet him but nothing like really past that Mm. um and i've spoken to johnny since but that was the first time that i had gotten an apology from him Oh, um, not, not that I not that I was like, you need to apologize to me or anything yeah. like that. Um, but I think he just kind of felt a little bad for the whole blindsiding situation. Yeah, left mm-hmm. you high and dry. Yeah, so he was somebody <clears throat> I talked to. A- anybody that was uh, first on the beach, I've been in contact with and still, because I was at the reunion too. Mm. So I was able to see everybody there. So this guy, Rick, Leech, I remember him. Very good looking. He does look a little bit like he would be a villain in a <laughs> heist movie. Like, hmm. tell me that guy isn't like he looks like the guy oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> would be a part of like the bad guy crew, like Ocean's Eleven, but he would be the bad guy in the bad guy crew. You know what I mean? The guy that right, you would right. like root against who yeah, like, looks turns like his would, back on him. It looks like in a spinoff of one of those movies, he would play the John Ham role. Yeah, he kinda, I could see he that. Looks like, he kind of looks like John Hammy a little bit. Yeah, uh, but he's a very good looking Justin. So I like Justin a lot. So uh, I think he's I, I he's like very. Um, he's kind of like self-deprecating and down to earth. And you seem the same way, Hunter. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> I I I would love love if that was like, yeah, if you guys just like hung out. <laughs> yeah. That would well, be he, a good match. He was match, just in Rhode Island, wasn't he? Yes. He went to Audrey's? So he came, yeah. So him and Andrew came yeah. to Audrey's, which was so nice. By the way, if you would like to ever come to Audrey's, we'd love to have you. Do you know um, I did go one night and you weren't shut there? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I went with Jill. You were in Rhode Island? Yes. Oh, yeah, well, that's. And you came to Audrey's? I did. We were there for, um, it was like a karaoke night. You came to karaoke and I wasn't there? Yes. I forget where you guys were, though. Because I, I knew, we knew that you weren't going to be there. 
but um oh, that's probably sure why you I went was, I was understandable disappointed i was like man oh damn it hunter did. we could talk about disney for seven hours like this no, <laughs> unlimited time unlimited like, time there yeah. oh i would have shut karaoke down and been like this is going to turn into a disney night um <laughs> oh hunter will you definitely need to come back so you're friends with jill yes we're besties i talk to jill oh. almost every single day Yay. Okay. Well, then you definitely have to come back because Jill is an amazing human being. She just moved to Newport, which is yeah. so exciting. I'm going to go really? visit her in Newport. Please let me know uh, or let me know. Um, I'll follow you on Instagram when you come and we'd love to like hang out at Audrey's and amazing. Ashley will be there and it'll be a nice night. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm excited. Uh, I think I'm going to come when it's a little bit warmer. Um, you don't want to come into like the blistering cold when it's single digits and it gets <gasps> dark at four o'clock? Yeah, I was already shivering in you guys' uh, version of fall. I was like, I, I don't know if I can do winter, but Where do you I will live? be back soon. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, it's pretty it's nice. It's pretty warm here. Yeah, it's always humid, though. So you always have a little bit of extra extra warmth added. I don't mind humidity. I don't understand the people. I, I never, I've never minded humidity. I like it. I, it makes me feel like I'm my skin is clean and I'm... I feel healthier in humidity because I feel like I'm always sweating and like I'm always working out. I don't know. Right. I'm yeah. No, no, I love it. Honestly, it feels like a nice warm hug. And yeah. everybody in paradise was dying. And I was like, oh, I am thriving right now in this weather. <laughs> Not um, the crowds, right. though. What's your current relationship status? I am talking to somebody. Okay. A si situationship, if you will. Okay. Anybody um, we know? Anybody we know? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Nobody you guys know. It's probably for the better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's just good information to have going into uh, a conversation about situation or whatever we're about to talk about, you know, because yeah. you don't want to be going under the veil of Hunter being a fully single person when she's in a situation ship. Right. Uh, is the situation ship from Jersey Shore or is that just like know. a That's common? A good question. I think it's I, I heard it on TikTok. Oh, okay, because I was thinking because the situation, Mike, the situation, and I remember him saying on Jersey Shore one time it was a situation ship. <laughs> oh, I mean that's that's pretty creative. It is pretty creative, you know. They're all pretty creative. So obviously, we are a dating podcast, and we haven't really talked about dating that much, but we do have some quote unquote icks that we want to get to, which is a hot topic of ours. Which on TikTok, uh, apparently, a lot of women have been sharing these uh, biggest turnoffs, aka their icks. But let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about TikTok's icks. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. 
But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We were going to talk about the 23 icks about men that apparently no one talks about but are very, very unsettling. So we're going to get everybody's thoughts, specifically hunters, because, you know, you can tell us whether it's an ick or not. The first one I don't understand. It says chasing chasing a ping pong ball is just never okay for anyone. Is this about beer pong? Okay, yes. And it's so funny that you started off with that one because I thought if this was going to be an open-ended question, that was going to be my first one. Shut it's, up. So well, I'm confused. So you're telling me when we're playing beer after, pong. Yes, you're playing beer pong and you can't catch the ball once it like bounces on the ground and you're just trying to. Yeah, if it hits the ground, it's dead. But if it's bouncing on the table, you go after that ping pong. Ball. Oh, for sure. No, that's that's like the cool, the cool way to grab the ball. But if it falls on the ground, you're chasing after it. You're like in that bent over position. Oh, yeah. And like trying to, you know, finagle the ball. It, it's just a little bit of an ick. Hmm. So that's what that's it is. Enough. It's about being an ick. I could see, I mean, I've definitely been the chaser of a ping pong ball and, and not felt very cool because of the amount of effort I was putting into chasing that ping pong ball. So I could see why right. that would be an ick. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, why like, why do you care so much about this meaningless game of beer pong? You know, that's kind of what it boils yeah, down to. I think, I think best practice would just be to let it roll and then walk over to it calmly. You know? Got it. Right. Good to know. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. These are things that we need to know because I never thought about it. There, yeah. Now I think about man, that brings out so many insecurities in, in moments of my life that I look back on and I'm like, oh God, she must have found me the most unattractive human being as I'm like running after a ball that's bouncing, looking like a dog chasing a car. I found this out at a, a younger age, which I think is pretty fortunate. A lot of people still haven't figured it out. Um, a lot of people think that games like that, like beer pong or whatever, like a party game is like be competitive, sure. But a lot of people really think it is like the most important thing in the world. And I think that's my ick for that as well, is when people care too much about winning those meaningless games. That's my personal mm-hmm. ick. And that kind of falls hand yeah. in hand with chasing the ping pong ball, you know? Agreed. So you're not really a competitive person? Oh, I am. I am. But I just don't. It's not in beer pong. I, I even I am. But I just don't think losing a game of beer pong is the end of the world, nor am I going to uh, exert a maximum amount of effort to win. I want to win and I'm going to do my best to win, but I'm not going to jump across the table for a ping pong ball. You know, fair enough. Let me preface my next statement by saying that I feel like Dean and I are, are ne- we would never say that we're, um, I don't know, the most suave swag person. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're fine. But I think we both have the self-awareness to understand that while being competitive, we will never be those guys who are playing beer pong with girls and being like, like screaming like, oh, fuck. Or like, you know, being that guy because we know how much of a turnoff it is. And we'd rather take our co- competition level down than look unattractive to women. Does that make sense? Mm. I think we're at least aware enough. Yeah, I'm self-awareness. Like, yeah. Love yeah, that. That's all I had to say, I guess. Self-awareness. There we go. Really just <laughs> wrapping so it up. So that's your opposite um, ick. Self-awareness is key is what you're saying. That's, oh, it, what's the opposite oh. of an ick? Is there like a term for it? A, a turn on. Just a turn so, on? Like a term. Is it a term for it? Like an oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I misunderstood there. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what, but for like a slang, what would if if slang I for a turn off is something it. we could say. Yeah, a, a slang for turn on would be like uh, a yum. Yummy. <laughs> like a yummy. Yummy. Ew, the so word yummy, yummy is my new ick. That's my That's ick. honestly <laughs> an ick. Yeah, the yummy is definitely an ick. Uh <laughs> another one is uh walking back after your turn in bowling. Oh that's yeah, that's not tough. an ick. That's not an ick. You have to walk back. How else am I going to get back to my seat? First exactly. Of all, bowling in itself, it will never be a turn on for anybody. You have to wear bowling shoes, which is disgusting, and they look terrible. Plus, the act of bowling, even if you're good at it, it's kind of like, oh, you're good at bowling. Like, congratulations. So there's really no win-win. <laughs> bowling is just meant to be like a very dumb ha-ha time. We're all having fun. We're drinking. Okay, cool. You think about it like. Actually, I can't think of a bigger ick than bowling in itself. You have to wear bowling shoes that other people mm. wear. It usually smells in a bowling alley. The food is not good. Yeah, You're sticking your fingers in three holes in a bowling ball that have, have had had fingers in there all day and night. It's sweaty because the bowling ball is heavy. And then you have to knock down pins. Everybody's exhausted after one game. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love bowling, but I'm not saying that I'm going to go to bowling and try to seduce a woman. Hmm. <laughs> No, that's fair. I I feel like honestly it is a little bit worse. It's more of an ick if you're good at bowling and you do the whole like sliding of the foot at a diagonal behind you oh, when you throw the I ball. I do that. <laughs> I definitely do that. I actually went bowling last week and I am uh, really bad. So maybe it's like an ironic slide of the foot because I bowled like a 60, but here I am like trying my hardest to look really cool while I do it. It's like a performative slide. It really is. Well, so this is my issue with bowling is I'm the only one 
I was the only one there that night. There was like eight of us. I was the only one that wanted to put spin on the ball to spin it around into the into the slot of the one three pin. And everyone else was just throw, like hucking it straight. And they were all beating me. But my ball pattern was way better than theirs. They were just but mine was like, you know, so that's, you know, my ick is yeah. when people throw the ball straight in bowling. Mm-hmm. So there was a bowling girl. alley. There was a bowling alley we used to go to. Um, and it was a lot of fun. They had the small bowling balls. But the cool part about it was they had a speedometer. So truthfully, it was me and like six other guys and we would go and we could care less about our score. And it really what came down to was like who could throw the bowling ball the fastest down the alley. And yeah, we just go that. up and just I honestly I would throw up my shoulder every single goddamn time. It was pathetic, <laughs> but it was honestly a lot of fun. Uh, another ick is when he sings the wrong lyrics so confidently and thinks that he's right. Yeah. I mean, that's just for anybody. Huge ick. Huge ick. Yeah. Yeah. Again, all of these are like self-awareness things. Like make fun of yourself. If you don't know the words, then just be, be like, yeah, whoopsie. Love this song. Have no idea what the hell I'm saying. Um, I'm, when trying, he I'm trying to read his, down on oh, some of these because some of these yeah. are like, th- these are like literally things that just people just do. Um, yeah. When, when, he gets when a, his laces are done up really tight and the bow is massive. That one's pretty funny, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. I would never notice that ever. Yeah, same. And I'm a big shoe person, so I. But that would not strike me as something that's an ick. Somebody says what is, him running with a backpack on, which is quite funny because I definitely can. Oh, it's just yeah, it's a pathetic look because the backpack is like bouncing, bouncing and you're just around. like trying to control it. And I'll like, you're like so I run with exactly. You hold it here, which means I can't run with my arms because I'm holding my backpack. It's quite pathetic. Honestly, that's me in an airport a lot of the time. So sure, I I, am, I, I ick myself. What <laughs> what are your icks? Like this guy that you're talking to, mm. if you were listening to this, what would you want him to know that your ick is? Um, or maybe that you don't it, want him to know. Maybe like a secret ick. I don't know. A secret ick? Um, I can't think of anything that's too creative because the first thing that comes to mind is when somebody's overly confident just in general. If yeah. you're just an egotistical person, I just immediately know. Just okay. not going to happen. Um, ah, the ping pong ball was the one that I had ready to go in my back pocket. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys have any good ones? Mm, oh, you have an ick. What are you guys' icks? Your biggest one. I mean, one of the biggest icks, I guess, would be this is more of like, well, it's not personal hygiene, but when there's the, the shower is clogged because of hair. Oh, <laughs> It's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I remember the first time and it was just like because then I would take tissue paper and like lift the hair out because I'd be standing in the shower in a puddle of water because the water is in training because your hair goes everywhere and it's clogging the drain. And so I have to pick it up and it's just like this wet pile of hair that I throw <laughs> in the garbage. And I'm like, that is so disgusting. But at the same time, as a man, I'm very aware that there will be little hairs all over the sink because when I, I cl- first of all, I clean up very thoroughly after I shave and yet still Ashley's walking in the room with like a stink eye. I clean up after myself, but yes, there's little hairs because they just get everywhere and I'm trying to clean them up. I take like a good five minutes of making sure that like I wash my face, everything is down the drain. I wipe the whole counter and then I come back and there's still just like little hairs somewhere. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do. Yeah. A lot of girls also will put their hair on the wall of the shower. I'm sorry, what? They'll put their their hair on the wall of the shower. 
What do you mean Why? they put their hair on the, the wall so of the shower? So when it's falling out, if you're like conditioning or something and you're just getting to the bottom, you you shed a lot of hair and you just stick it on the wall and then that way it doesn't go in the drain. But that's also but, probably a nick. But then what is it? Does it just sit there for a while? Yeah, forever? it just sits there because it's wet. <laughs> if I walked into the shower and saw oh. patches of hair on the shower wall, I think that would be grounds for divorce. Mm. <laughs> and no one would blame you. No one well, would blame I you. Mean, I, the, the responsible thing is to take it off of the wall and then just throw it in the trash can after. But that's Gotcha. Not so you do dispose of it. I thought you just you let it sit there for eternity. Oh, um, no. I thought of an ick. And this ick applies to men and women uh, okay. as it pertains to me. So when I'm driving someone or people... And there is the GPS on the screen and they tell me when to get off and take a turn or which exit to take. And it's like, yeah, I know. I see it on the maps. That's my, that's one of my big icks. I hate when people big. tell me, I hate when people tell me where I should be going when I already know where to go. Or another ick, I'm sure Dean, you can relate to this because Ashley will tell me like, oh, I know where I'm going. And so she doesn't want me to put it in the GPS, but I'm like, yeah, but it's going to tell me the fastest way to get there. And she's like, I know the fastest way. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know the traffic route. So I'm going to put it yeah. in. And there's like a good like two minute uh, moment of tension where it's like, I'm going to put in the GPS and this is what's going to happen. And she's just like, I know where I'm going. And I'm like, I don't doubt this. But what I do doubt is that, you know, the fastest route. I don't believe that's true. It. Every second counts. That did remind me, actually, um, speaking about cars and driving. Um, one of my big icks is just driving in general, because I just imagine this person in this tiny little pod and we're just all sitting. I Something about it just freaks me out. I don't like it. It just makes, it, it makes me ached by myself. So when you're driving away from somebody, so say it's the person that you're talking to and you're like, yeah. okay, see you later. You have to get in there and you're just <laughs> holding so on you're the steering wheel. It's just your personal escape pod. Yeah, it's, it's a little escape pod. I I'm probably going to get shit for saying this, but just women driving in general is like an ick to me. <laughs> whoa. 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 I never, now that you bring that up, Hunter, and I think back upon like my single days when that would occur, where like a woman would get in her car and I'd get in mine, and then I'd see them drive away. There is something about that. You're 100% right, where it's like, like these so girls would be the, the so close wheel. to steering wheel and like just like two hands on the wheel and it's like very everything is like so precise and just like like this driving yeah wow yeah. oh my god yeah, yeah. So guys, Ashley, guys do the full like windshield wiper type turns yeah but that's the cool way to wheel. drive oh so, so guys are cool, cool and girls are not cool is what you're saying no i'm not i'm not all girls because I, I will gathered. say ashley drives so <laughs> i'm gathering it's it's not an ick when Ashley drives. Ashley's Ashley, a hot driver. She's a good driver. She's a hot driver because she. But you're right, man. Now that I think about it, like there's so many times when like there's so. Why do you guys sit so close to the wheel? I guess maybe short arms, short legs. I try to perform my hottest driving if I am driving away from a person that mm. I am in a relationship with. It's, it's something <laughs> I actively think about. It's genius. <laughs> I I I gotta stay out of this conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait. So, so no are more. You, are, is Kaylin a close driver? She is very close. It's funny. So she has a Tesla, and there's two driver settings. Kaylin's one setting, and I'm the other setting. And every time I open the driver's side door with my phone, 
it sets to my setting. And every time she opens it with her phone, it sets to her setting, the seat, like where the seat is. And it's just funny. And I sit really far back and really lean back, like more than a normal person should. And she sits really far forward. And so every time one of us switches drivers in the car, it's just like funny to see the seat automatically push really far forward or really far back. And it takes like 30 seconds because it's like that big of a gap to span, you know? Oh, wow. Well, you got like a foot on Kalen, don't you? Oh, a foot and a half, yeah. No way. Yeah. How tall I'm is six, Kalen? Six. I'm six six. She's five foot. You're yeah, six yeah. six. Oh, he's yeah. lying. Don't believe him. He's six two, six three. Six, I'm six two. She's like five six. So I guess I got what eight oh. inches. On. <laughs> I was like, Hunter, how tall are you? I'm five four. I would have imagined you being taller. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'll Looking at it. you, I would have been like, I think you're like five seven, five eight. Heck yeah, I would I would love to be five seven or five eight. That's like my no. dream height. It's weird how guys on TV look shorter and girls on TV look taller. It's wacky. I feel like I yeah. just look weird as heck on TV. Oh, oh you do? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how come? I don't know. I think it's just like an actual representation of what I look like when I'm talking and I hate it. <laughs> Instead <laughs> like, of like oh. what you envision in your head? Yeah, I realized on The Bachelor actually how much I throw my head back and give myself a double chin, especially mm. when I'm laughing and stuff. And so I had to be very attentive about that. Cause I, I try not to, you know, realize cameras are around, but I'm also like, okay, jawline snatched because yeah. I can't I can't look like what I did on The Bachelor. That was that was crazy. Right. Keep keep I'm the sure tongue on the top of your mouth. Always. That's always. what I always tell myself. Whenever we're taking photos, Wait, I'm always like tongue, top of mouth. You put your tongue on like, the roof of your mouth. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. But Jared doesn't need help with his jawline. He's already got crimson chin, so yeah, but dude, now I'm getting like I have that dad life, you know. So now I'm like, don't work out as much. I need, I need, I need as much help as I can get. So the tongue. Wait a minute. So you're telling me if I put my tongue to the top of my mouth, it will make my neck look smaller? You have to like no, halfway it, swallow though. Yeah. Yeah. If it, I'm it swallowing, just like cuts off your, like it cuts off your gullet area. And for normal people like myself and possibly Hunter, it's a it's an area that you see in photos that you're like, man, I just wish that was a little more. You know, a little more chiseled, a little so more now cute. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the hang of it. It's tough to smile and do that at the same time because I'm like, <laughs> it's tough. I feel like I'm doing exercises over here. Yeah. Well, Jared, you, you keep practicing, man. You'll get the hang of it. Um, is there yeah, anything someday. else you want to talk about before we say goodbye? We do have a headline that we wanted to get to. Uh, it's a sad headline that we just actually found out. So the headline is from uh, Deanna. Stagliano, which I think I'm saying that properly. So Deanna was a former bachelorette. She married um, actually a contestant's brother from the bachelorette. So this guy, Michael Stagliano, was on the bachelorette. And he's been on a couple other seasons. Great, great guy. Super awesome guy. I've met him a couple times. I've met his brother, Stephen. They're twins. Funny story. So I've met Michael, Michael Stagliano. He was a contestant on the bachelorette. I met him at some event. And fast forward, like six months later, it was Tanner and Jade's wedding. And and what I thought was Michael was there. This guy sitting at the bar. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know Michael Stagliano was going to be here. So I walked up to him. I'm like, hey, bro, what's going on? And he's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? I said, no, nothing much. Like, good seeing you, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, I'm um, I'm not Michael. And I said, and this guy's like ballbusters. So I'm like, oh, dude, shut the hell up. Get out of here. And he's like, no, I swear to God, I'm, I'm Michael's twin brother, Steven. 
And I said, shut the hell off, get out of here. And he goes, I swear to God. So we had a conversation for a good four minutes where I asked him to bring out his license. And I said, I need to see your license right now because I don't believe you. And he brought out his license. And Michael has a twin brother, Stephen, who married a bachelorette. I don't know how they met. I forget. But it was Stephen was never on the show. I don't know how him and Deanna met. Deanna uh, and Stephen announced that they are getting a divorce, which is very sad. Uh, it says, this is the quote from Deanna. It is with immense sadness that Stephen and I have decided to end a relationship as a couple. We've been working hard for a long time, both as a married couple and as individuals, and have come to the conclusion to remain separate. We remain loving parents to our beautiful children, Addison and Austin, and will continue to raise them together with love and faith. We ask you to respect our privacy during this difficult time as we navigate the new normal. We want to thank our dear friends and family for your endless support and many, many prayers during what has become the most difficult time of our lives. So that's very sad. Deanna Stagliono and Steven Stagliono uh, have announced that they are getting divorced, which means another bachelor couple has bit the dust. This one's sad because they've been married for quite some time. I mean, they've had to be married for at least like six, seven years at the minimum. And they've had, they have two kids together. So anytime you involve kids, that really makes the divorce even more difficult. So that sucks. Any thoughts out there on this podcast? I've never met them. Uh, breakups are always sad, but I don't know these people personally. So it's just another breakup to me. I know. That's all I got. That's all I got. Hunter, do you know these people? I do not, but that is heartbreaking. And I I agree. Adding children to the mix is always just an extra bit of heartbreak. So you guys yeah. ever hear that Lucy K skit? I think, Jared, we've talked about this before, the Louis C.K. skit where he goes, I don't know why everyone is all, and this is me poorly paraphrasing, obviously, because I don't know why everyone is always bummed about other people getting a divorce. It's like no one ever got a divorce because they didn't want to get a divorce. You get a divorce because you want to get a divorce. And like both people are happier getting the divorce. So you should be happy for the people that get the divorce. But what if, like you were, what if you were cheated on, though, and you didn't want then to, but you had to, right? Yeah, then that sucks. Yeah. So it, it will be better for one of the two. I mean, maybe not both. Maybe. I mean, Whatever I just maybe. feel, I don't feel bad <laughs> for them. I mean, it sucks, obviously, but I feel more bad for the kids because, you know, come from. Yeah, right. they, they get two Christmases now. They do get two Christmases, but. Uh... <laughs> so you look at all the bright side of things. Yeah, I mean, that's a positive way of looking at it. No, I'm just kidding. I feel bad for the kids as well. Uh, but <laughs> now they get two happy parents and, you know, I don't know. How old are the kids? Does it say? Uh, it does not. I would imagine. I think they're pretty young um, because I actually went to their house a few years ago um, when I was living in L.A. And um, I think they were both pretty, like, young at that point. So I can't imagine that they're more than, like, five or six. Hmm. Well, on that positive note, let's go ahead and wrap yeah. up this episode of Help I cool. Suck at Dating. Uh, Hunter, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Sorry for um, all of the hard-hitting questions. You know, <laughs> really no, stressful No, thanks for stuff. having me. Yeah, no, no I fun. loved that. It was a pleasure. It was nice to get to know you better. It was nice to hear about your Disney times and your IBS and hmm. your Bachelor in Paradise experience. Um, and her ex. And your ex. And your yeah, don't, do you think, uh, don't chase a ping pong ball, fellas. Don't chase Never. the ping pong ball and drive away very cool whenever you're done with the date. Do you Safely, think, but cool. 
a hypothetical scenario, if the guy that you're talking to now and you mm-hmm. go separate ways, do you think that you would ever go back on Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. At first, okay. at first it was a maybe, and now I'm like, absolutely, 100% if I'm single. I love that you were like 100%. Yes, I would, because mm-hmm. so many people come on here and they're like. Ah, I don't think so. I think I'm done. And it's like, no. why? Why no, would you I'm, not I'm go back I'm determined to find my person. I'm determined. Hmm. So let's hope this guy that you're texting is your person and he drives away all cool and he's really good at bowling. And he, what is the other one? Um, doesn't chase, doesn't chase the ping pong ball. Doesn't that's right. That. That's right. That's right. I don't think he would. So we're, we're good on the ping pong ball. So that's good. Sweet. Good. Step in the right yeah. direction. Yeah. 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 Well, well thank, thank you so you, much Hunter. for joining us. Big thank you to our listeners out there for listening this week. Be sure to follow Hunter's journey on her Instagram. Um, what else do you? What else do you do? Do you do it? Do you do TikTok or anything like that? I am definitely on TikTok. Yeah. Nice. Big TikToker. Do you do you tweet? Do people still tweet? Yeah, I, tweet? I usually live tweet bachelor related stuff though. Nice. Okay. I'm not good at tweeting so, in between. So for the listeners out there, follow Hunter on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and probably a couple other apps that I am neglecting to mention right now. Um, OnlyFans, I don't know. I don't know. That's, oh. that's, who knows? Who knows these days? You know? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. 